Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. And thank you for joining me on Turn to God with Karen. As you know, every Monday we have Hope and Faith Journey, where we share struggles, people-oriented problems, hard circumstances, things that we face in today's world. And we look at the Lord for healing, for rescue, for deliverance through Jesus. Every Wednesday, we have Sword of the Spirit, where we share the Word of God, which is God-breathed, inspired by God. It's information that will gain us eternal life through Jesus. And we look always to the Word as an effective weapon against our enemies. I believe the Lord has assigned me to be a beacon of hope in the storms for everyone. Imagine a lighthouse that receives its light from the ultimate source, the Creator. And there, in that, as a believer, we share that light in hopes to help and encourage others toward the Creator's kingdom, God's kingdom. I often share pieces of my own testimony because He has rescued me time and time again. If He would hear my cry and help me, then He will do it for you. Many times, my testimony includes a cautionary tale. Sharing my own mistakes, my sins, and my consequences, this can be used as both a warning and encouragement for you. Whatever has happened, whatever part you played in it, today is the day to turn to God, come to Jesus. Well, today's topic is financially fit. Wouldn't we all like to be able to say, I'm financially fit? Years ago, I participated in helping various groups of women with their finances under the Virginia Cooperative Extension. And I graduated from college with an accounting, concentration in accounting. Before we could participate, we had to take classes for certification. And I've also read books by Dave Ramsey and others covering this topic. If you need information, there is plenty of resource material on this topic. As you know, I try to keep my podcasts at 15 minutes at the most because I know we're all so busy in this world. I believe everything everything can fall in these three categories. Spend some, save some, and give some. I'm not sure, but I believe the phrase may have originated from Dave Meyer, Joyce Meyer's husband. You may know that Joyce Meyer is an American charismatic Christian author, speaker, and president of the Joyce Meyer Ministries. I've heard that this phrase said by others, however. Spend some, save some, and give some. It's easy to remember, and we're going to use these categories in what I have to discuss today. So here are my thoughts and questions within these three categories. Spend some. This phrase invites us to be prudent with our spending. As we're tempted by social media, stores, and our television to buy this, buy that, we need to check ourselves. Is this something I need or do I just want it? Do you know the difference between your needs and your wants? Can you define what it is you need, like a car for transportation, versus what you want, an extra car that's flashy? Can I really afford to buy it now, or would getting it cause me to go into debt? Is this impulse buying, 
meaning I just saw the item or watched a fantastic sale ad and I was suddenly tempted to get it. Am I a shopaholic, meaning when I'm sad or celebrating something, do I feel the urge to buy something? Is this buying something just an emotional knee-jerk action that won't do me well later? I'll have regrets. Especially with large purchases, can you research and find out if this is the best product for you under your budget plans? Is this the best timing to get it? By the way, do you have a budget for the amount that comes in so that you know how much you can spend each day, each week, each month? In other words, do you know where your money goes? Who is responsible for keeping records of your spending? Do you interact with your family about money? Do you have rules or spending goals for yourself that you need to live by? Are there discussions between you and your partner who has a part to play in the household spending? Are there conflicts to resolve regarding your ideas of values and needs versus the wants and their ideas? And about spending that happens to all too often, you may be trying to get your spending down to a firm budget, but then you're suddenly approached by a friend, a loved one, or another person asking you to loan them money. It may be their emergency. I caution you not to react emotionally. Pray about it. Look at your own budget. Is there cushion enough that if they do not repay you that you'll be okay? Some years ago, a friend habitually asked me for a loan. My stipulation was that she must repay before my rent was due. She always repaid, and I didn't notice that the amount that she borrowed had increased with each request. Suddenly the day came that she did not repay in time, and my rent was due. I struggled, and I juggled my own bills to get that rent paid. The next time, I refused to loan her money, even when she told me if I didn't loan her the money, she would lose her car. Well, I, I, I have to say I didn't pray about it. This is the things that I learned through it. Always pray about it. And those who habitually go around asking for loans do have a plan B. If you refu refuse to become their hero, more than likely, they do have someone else to go to. You are not their very last resort, regardless whether they say that you are the only person who can help them. What had happened, to put it plainly, she had gotten used to my money becoming part of her own budget. Does the Word of God have anything to say on that? Absolutely. Proverbs 22.7 just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower, borrower is servant to the lender. And there are several scriptures about co-signing alone. Proverbs seventeen eighteen: It's poor judgment to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for a friend. Another place it says, go back to them and recant as soon as possible. Proverbs 22, Verses 26 and 27. Don't agree to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for someone else. If you can't pay it, 
Even your bed will be snatched from under you. Well, in the story that I gave you, I didn't have a cushion of money saved for emergencies, and I was hard-pressed on meeting my own obligations. I was not in a position to be loaning out money to anyone. What is the most important bill to pay, rent or mortgage? Having a roof over your head is security you need to guard. It should be a priority payment. And that brings me to the next category, save some. Save some for an emergency. You don't know what might come up uh, in the future. Save some for a budget cushion in case you've made an error. For special occasions like birthdays, weddings, parties, etc. that you don't, you don't have an idea will come up. Save some for Christmas spending. Save some for giving that we'll address in the next section. And save some for investments, even if, you, even if that means putting it away for your low interest money market account or a CD. Putting away a little bit each month, each paycheck into a savings account and not touching it, that will help you have money for an emergency or have a cushion for those unexpected events. Do you recall the parable of the ten talents? Two servants were given a different amount, different number of talents, which they invested as they were instructed. One servant, though, just buried his talent. When the master came back, the two servants produced more than the master had given, and he was very pleased with them. But the one servant did not invest his talent and only gave back what he had. Well, he was considered a wicked servant. The master was furious with that one servant who did not use his talent wisely and had not followed instructions. To the two who had invested, the master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. They had been faithful with little, so they could rule over much. The last category is give some. Haven't we all heard that we should give 10% in tithes to the church? Malachi 3.10 Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. We know we cannot outgive God. As we focus on the Lord in our giving, we receive. Luke 6, verse 38. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, and make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Under the law, we were to give 10%, but for those who are believers in Jesus Christ, we're under his new covenant of faith. So how much more should we give? Jesus came to earth to serve his heavenly father and to serve man, although Jesus was equal to God. As we emulate Jesus, we serve him and those in need. As we bless others, we are surely blessed. Remember the New Testament story of the woman who gave an offering of a mite which is a very small amount, while another's offering was for more. Jesus pointed out that the might was all she had. When we're faithful with little we have, the Lord sees this, and then we can handle ruling over more. But also, 
We give to prevent ourselves from becoming greedy. Generosity is the opposite of being greedy. What do the scriptures say about the love of money? 1 Timothy 6.10 For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Proverbs 28.22 Greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they've headed for poverty. God is our provider. He has an infinite supply. When we give to God as God has prospered us, what happens? Philippians 4, 19-20 This is what the Apostle Paul says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. Amen. As we focus on the Lord and the heavenly things above, we only see money as a tool to utilize in serving and blessing others, especially those in need. Here's a favorite scripture of mine, Proverbs 3.27. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it, or its rightful recipients, when it is in the your power to help them. How we treat our finances should be with Jesus Christ in mind, asking ourselves, what would Jesus do in this situation? Prayerfully, what does God want me to do? When we spend some, save some, and give some, as the Lord has called us to do, we have a, a opportunity to become financially fit. It's a balance, a well-balanced. I love to share the good news of Jesus until each of us comes to the Lord with a humble, contrite heart and confess our sins, confess Jesus. Then we remain on the losing side where there is no lasting peace, contentment, or joy. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, as he tells us this in John 14, 6. No one comes to the Heavenly Father except through Jesus Christ, his Son. How do we come to him? Well, it's simple. We open our heart, our mind, and our mouth. Yes, we say it out loud. We repent and believe in Jesus, accept him as our Lord and Savior. Do you believe the scripture, John three sixteen? This is such a powerful scripture. It shows the tremendous, unconditional love of God and the amazing sacrifice that he did for us so that we may spend eternity with him. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you believe that Jesus came to earth to suffer on the cross and pay for your sins and that he arose on the third day? I encourage you to turn your life over to him, accept Jesus, and your life will never be the same. And the Lord will stay with you through eternity. We could talk on the topic of finances for hours, but like I said earlier, there are many resources available for you to turn to about this topic. This episode serves to show us, emphasize the need to take money seriously and to be prudent how we handle it and to think about it, how we think about it, as well as our material wealth. 
Money, along with cherished possessions, are only temporary. As life on earth is only temporary. We can store a whole lot of money and a whole lot of wealth, but you know, when we pass, it will go to someone else. And even in the process, it is in in various stages of decay. When we're financially fit, we're better enabled to help those in need while using the God-given resources we have. And everything is come, does come from our provider. And that includes money. Well, I want to thank you for, for coming here, joining me today on Turn to God with Karen. I hope that you'll watch or listen all Monday uh, episodes of Faith and Hope Journey, as well as episodes every Wednesday, Sword of the Spirit. You can share your suggestions and comments at the contact page on my website. That's KarenJaneCasey.com. There you'll also see books, blogs, and resource material regarding domestic violence. If any of my books or episodes have brought you hope for healing or encouragement in any way, I want to know about it. There's a variety of genres. Surely there's something for you. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Blessings to you.